Hi, you're listening to Becoming Whole podcast with Claire Bradshaw, where I explore with my guests what it means to lean into living a life of wholeness and connectedness, a life where all parts of ourselves, our body, mind and spirit come into alignment, where we're truly living into our own personal values. So if you're a seeker, a feeler or someone wanting more from your precious life, then tune in every fortnight and let's get inspired together. Hello beautiful people, it's me going solo today and um, today I'm talking about how to bring more calm into your life and to keep it, most importantly, how to keep it in 10 steps. So you know when you spend time in nature or if you're by the sea or you're walking in a forest, it's like all your worries and your concerns, they literally drip away. That beautiful feeling of not having to be anywhere, do anything, other than be in the moment and enjoy that. Or maybe you're a painter and you just get lost in the place of creation. Or you're writing and the just hours just disappear and you're in this flow state. There's no worrying about the future or thinking about the past. You're just in that moment. And you know those people that you meet when you spend time in their presence and you feel just instantly calm? When something happens to them or maybe there are traffic delays or their car breaks down or they lose their wallet, somehow they don't flip out, they don't have a tanty and they don't take their frustrations out on other people. They just seem to be able to deal with everything in their stride. And oh my goodness, how many things are there that can happen to us on a daily basis? Um, Or that we can find things just are not going our way. Maybe our boss changes the scope of a project that we've been working on for months. I know that's happened to me many times. Or we're pouring our heart into something and something breaks or breaks down. Maybe the budget gets pulled on a project we're working on or we hurt our ankle, we twist it or we break it and then we can't go to yoga or walk or do any of the exercises that we like for the next three months. Maybe the washing machine breaks down or the dog gets sick. Wow. I mean, there are so many things, aren't there, that are constantly happening in our lives that we may not choose, but they come towards us. And I used to really envy those people who seemed to have an inner stillness about them. Stuff would happen to them and it would just hardly faze them. And I'd be mesmerized by this ability. I'd wonder what their secret was as I rushed around panicking, stressing out, beating myself up for not being organised enough or tidy enough, you know, the list goes on. And I used to think that either you were a calm person or a stressy out person. I didn't think that there was anything that could change that. I thought that that was just how I I was. I was just a stressy person and that's that's just what I was. And I, I fulfilled that for many, many years. And this actually, from my studies, I learned that this is a typical fixed mindset thinking, a way of thinking that can really keep us stuck and living in our comfort zone and not growing, where we say, I'm like this because that's just who I am. That's just how I am. And then we don't take the steps to change anything in our lives. And we can live our entire lives just from that place. But I think that's a subject for another podcast episode. So coming back to the subject of calm. So I used to feel this way until something happened. So I used to feel like I was this stressy out person and that that's just something I just had to deal with. But then, I don't know, a few weeks or months, things started to change just from within me. Um, And I started to make some changes 
I made the decision that enough was enough and that I just was completely sick of the way that I was living my life and um, I was also starting to get physically sick too and I think that was really giving me some big signs to to make some shifts and some changes and I at that time I just couldn't work it out just in my head and I really needed some space to to explore this further and at that time I didn't know anything about life coaches or wellness coaches this was maybe seven eight years ago um, so I looked to traveling as a way to get some of that much needed headspace um, in my life so during that trip um, when I went away I was away for 18 months and it really challenged me to my core I went to Latin America um, and also to the States. And um, I went a very interesting way around um, trying things out and looking at how I could realign my life, you know. On that trip, I got food poisoning, ended up in a Brazilian hospital with 20 other people on drips. I was mugged at knife point on the beach, stranded with no money or food in the Darien Gap in Colombia. But what I found was that the more challenges that I was facing, the more I saw literally saw it almost from afar, my reactions and my response, my responses to what was happening around me. Um, and I knew that there had to be another way of dealing with this stuff. So something shifted within me on that trip. I started to not be so identified with being that stressy person, but started to really question, okay, so how do I shift it? How do I make a change? And I, what I noticed was also that after each mini freak out that I'd have, I'd feel exhausted. I'd feel my heart was beating really fast. I felt, I felt toxins running through my body. I felt the thoughts swirling around my head and the tension in my body. And I felt um, an increase in energy and heat up to my head. And then through questioning myself and challenging myself, and studying yoga and holistic wellness and life coaching, I really began to get the answers that I was looking for. And so what I wanted to do on this episode is I really wanted to share these with you in the hope that it helps you to find more calm in your own life. Maybe for yourself, maybe it's something that you share with a partner, with friends. Because I know in my own life, uh, when I learned this stuff and then I made a committed practice, things really began to change for me. I found that drama dropped away. When things happened to me or didn't go my way or as planned, I was much able to let life flow through me. Um, rather than trying to internally fight and resist the things that I didn't think were right or how I wanted to be, I would just allow them to happen and find almost a sense of acceptance with what was happening and then just carry on from that place. And I find this to be super powerful work. Um, I literally changed my repeated patterns to respond to life in a much more supportive way. Not only for myself, but also for the people around me. Um, it was like a, a magical thing that happened. And I was able to hold on to that post-shavasana feeling throughout the day, no matter what I was challenged with. And have you noticed when you find that place of calm within that you have more clarity of mind, more ideas, more inspiration flows through you? Um, but when you're busy and you're stressed, everything feels tight and constricted. 
You see, we, you know, most of us, if we're working in an office, we get maybe two to five weeks holiday per year. And have you noticed that when you take yourself away from your day-to-day -day work and you're in a new environment and you have that space to just be, that you get so much inspiration that comes through? Or if you um, jump into the shower or you go for a walk in the park on your lunch hour, that suddenly those things that you were thinking about and you had all that tension around in your head and you're getting stressed out about in work, suddenly all of the inspiration and the solution to that problem suddenly just flows through. Have you noticed that? And you see, the thing is, is that without a sense of calm, we can feel stressed. And we can feel almost without a sense of ease. And over time, this can lead to dis-ease or disease. You know, they say that sort of 80 to 90% of, um, of visits to the doctor are stress-related. I mean, this is huge. The thing is, is that the doctor doesn't always tell us that that thing that's wrong with us is actually related to, to stress and that actually the power of us working with our bodies, with our minds, we can begin to build a relationship to really shift ourselves out of a sympathetic nervous system response of fight or flight into a response that's much more calming, the parasympathetic nervous system, so of rest and digest. I mean, there's a reason for that. If we can bring our bodies into this state of rest and digest more often, we will sleep better. We'll have less gut issues. These are things of the modern age that are increasing with time. And, you know, Obviously, there's other factors at play, for sure, you know, the food that we eat, you know, the quality of the air, these types of things all have an influence, for sure. But, you know, in my experience, shifting my nervous system into this um, rest and digest state has made a massive difference to how I feel. So... I wanted to tell you um, just a little quote before I come into my um, my tips. So this um, quote comes from Maureen Killeran, and it says, "Stress is not what happened to us; it's our response to what happens, and response is something we choose." You see. Stress isn't all bad. We sometimes need a bit of stress to help us to get things done in life. And in yin yoga, stress is good when we're sort of working into some of those tighter areas of the body and we stress into some of our joints in a really healthy way, then this can be really good for our body. However, if we are experiencing chronic stress, so constant stressing out, then this is where it creates problems in our bodies, in our health, and in our lives. Okay, so on a positive, there are things that we can do to help bring more calm into our lives. Things that we can do on a daily or regular basis that really help our nervous system to keep this really nice, even, um, even kind of homeostasis. So the first way to start is always with the physical, the things that we can see and the things that we can touch. So number one, grab a pen and paper, write this down, have a look around, 
How is your home? Is it tidy or is it messy? Is it cluttered or is it clear? What things do you have in your house that are feeling heavy, taking up space and stressing you out? Absolutely no judgment here. Just looking around, are there some clothes in the cupboard that you've not worn for years? Do you have excess books? Do you have things on the shelves that are collecting dust but bringing absolutely no joy or purpose into your life? And start looking around each room of the house. Go through, room by room, and give anything to charity, those things that are taking up space and adding no value to your life. And I can guarantee you, once you've made peace with the fact that they no longer belong in your home, you won't miss them. It's quite incredible. Um, my husband and I had an experience just recently. We had an old couch in our house and it was a leather couch that took up a lot of space and it was kind of like big and dark and heavy and it had a big dark heavy kind of energy to it and we decided that mm, it didn't belong in our lives anymore and so we put it on um, eBay and we, we sold it to someone and then in replacement we got this beautiful Danish um, 1950s style couch that is really light and um, light in colour, light in shape and it's brought so much um, new energy and happiness into our home. It's quite miraculous. Number two, do you feel overwhelmed with obligations, appointments, to-do lists? Write down everything that's in your head of things that you have to do, things that are stressing you out. Get it all down onto paper. And then review this list. What things can you drop? What things can you push back? And what things can you delegate to other people? So if you've got kids, can the kids help you out? If you've got a husband or a boyfriend, can they help you out? Can you ask your friends to give you a hand or your parents? So, you know, we don't have to do all of these things on our own. If we've got too much on our to-do list, then get it all out onto the paper and then see what things um, you can prioritise, you can drop or you can delegate. Then look at the things that are the most important ones, the things that are urgent, but also the things that are most important to you that are really gonna move the needle in your life to the way that you really want to direct things. Pop them in your calendar. You know that once they're in your calendar, you'll get them done at the right time. Number three, buy some plants. If you've been following me on Instagram stories, um, you'll notice that I absolutely love nature. I've got loads of plants in my house, always wanting to get more. Um, they really bring a beautiful vibe into the home. Um, and you can have them in your office as well. Beautiful way to bring the outside inside. And when you're feeling stressed or, um, you know, stressful feelings are arising, look at your plant study it and see if you can feel present with it. Number four, essential oils. I love essential oils, particularly doTERRA essential oils. And um, I recommend diffusing them, bathing with them, popping them on your skin with some fractionated coconut oil to help it absorb into your body. Pop them on your pillow at night. 
There's so many ways in which we can use these incredible bursts of nature that are so accessible to us now. And each of the oils has not only a different aroma, but a different way of working with us and with our bodies. Essentially, we're nature. So it's no wonder that these beautiful oils can have a huge impact on the way that we feel. I go on about this one um, quite a lot. So number five, grounding time in nature. So, you know, not only bringing the outside inside, but making time during your day to go for a walk and not only moving your body, but spending some time with the trees, looking down into the earth, see the grass, feel the earth underneath your feet. Look up to the sky, see the clouds, see the blue sky, see the night sky, see the stars, the moon. There's nothing better than having this time to connect, to make us feel real whole again. Number six, conscious breathing. This was such a huge one for me. And I'm going to do more posts and stories and things like this on breathing because I think it's such a hugely important thing um, in our lives that we just take for granted. So, of course, we're breathing all the time, but most of us are breathing just with the upper part of our chest. And it's no wonder that we can find that our shoulders are starting to lift up and we're starting to get kind of a roundedness through our, our upper back um, and, you know, feeling stressed and having shoulder and neck pain can all be attributed to, um, to one, our, our, our stature and our posture, but also to the way that we breathe. And to really bring these conscious breaths is to place a hand onto your belly and on the inhale, feel the belly rise. And on the exhale, feel the belly draw in. And really following the inhale and following the exhale and feeling into the body. And this can help us connect with that parasympathetic nervous system so our rest or digest. And it's something that's great practice to do early in the morning before you start your day. Before you eat, particularly if you're stressed, you know, you've been at work maybe half the day and you've had a really busy morning. Before you sit down to eat, take some beautiful conscious breaths to help your digestive system. Number seven, set some boundaries. Ooh, this is a huge one. Um, massive one for me. I'm constantly learning and relearning and relearning this one. Um, but it's made, a, again, another massive difference in my own life. So when we become a yes person, when we're saying yes to absolutely everything and everyone, and we get into a place of shoulds and have tos and musts and obligations, we can get into all sorts of messiness because we can feel like we're being pulled in so many different um, directions that almost we can feel like we can't cope. And that's not good for anyone. It's not good for yourself. It's not good for your health. It's not good for your energy. And it's not good for um, the people that you're around. So your relationships and um, the people you spend time with um, if you're not in a very good place yourself. So... Look at what you're saying yes to that actually really is a big fat no. 
start to exercise some of these boundaries in your life and feel the freedom that comes with it. Number eight, move your body. Move your body from a place of love. So do those exercises, do that thing that makes you feel good. And, you know, I think the old paradigm, even though I know that so many people are still in this place of just killing their body to try and make it look a certain way. But really, if we move our body from a place of love and um, we do what makes us feel good, really, I've definitely found in my life and in my client's life that then this can equal to having one, a better relationship with your body and with your mind, but also the body starts to reflect what you truly, truly, you know, desire and the, that health comes with it. So, you know, is it a walk? Is it a run? Is it a swim? Is it a team sports? Is it yoga? Is it Pilates? Whatever it is, choose to do that. Is it dancing maybe? You know, choose to do that and do it from that place of love and enjoyment. And if you love what you do, you tend to do it more often, hey? Number nine, taking time for stillness. Take time for space and stillness and time to just be with yourself with no distractions, no phone, no music, no TV, no other people, just you, yourself and you. And whether that's closing your eyes and creating some stillness in meditation or whether that's going to the park, sitting on a park bench and listening to the birds or watching the waves of the sea coming in, noticing how each and every wave is a little bit different to the last one. Anything that gives you that opportunity to find stillness and to find that space because the more that we can do this, the more that we are guided, the more that we connect to our inner wisdom, um, beautiful things happen from stillness. Um, and I speak to so many people saying, oh, I don't have the time or I can't sit with myself because I'm scared of what I'm going to find. I get that. I truly get that. But also this is really where the magic is. But it can take some time to get into this place. So even if it's slowing down your walk, even if this is slowing down your talk, even this is to cut out some things from your calendar and just reduce your busyness of the day to day, this will start to slow everything down in your body and your mind to then enable you to get to this point of being able to sit for 5, 10, 20 minutes at a time on your own in stillness. And then finally, number 10, inquire and journal. So again, taking some time to sit with yourself and, and write down, you know, what is, what is on your mind, what's going on in your head, what's bothering you or also writing down what you're grateful for you know a beautiful practice to do first thing in the morning or just before you go to sleep at night is to write three things that you're grateful for every day you know what am I grateful for and it could be 
you know, you're grateful for having a house. Could be that you're grateful for doing what you love to do in your work. Grateful for your children, your husband, your parents, your brother, your sister, whatever it is. Or maybe it's to wake up to the sound of the birds in the morning. Whatever it is, you know, write it down. Create that space to really connect with yourself, with what's going on inside of you. And maybe ask the questions to yourself about your own sense of calm. So, you know, inquire, when do you lose your sense of calm? What, what's the trigger? And why does this bother you? And what's a better response you could have when you lost your calm? Start to notice the situations, the people, the words that are said. And start to build up that relationship with self so that you can start to make the changes that are required so that you can start to find that sense of calm in your life. So that's just 10 tips. There's many, many more things. And the deeper we go into, particularly this inquiring and this journaling place, the more we can really start to unravel what's really the trigger, what's the root cause behind us getting worked up by certain things in our lives because often it can be a certain situation, a certain person, something someone says that really gets us irate. And if we explore into these things in greater detail, then we can really unravel what's going on in the background and then we can start to shift it, we can start to transform it, we can alchemize it and change it and then our whole life begins to change. It's seriously magical stuff. I love talking about this work. It's changed my life, my husband's life, my clients' lives. Um, I absolutely, it absolutely lights me up. And if you're interested in more of this, um, if you found these tips are helpful and you want to delve a little bit deeper, then I have a couple of options. One, I have a, an ebook that I created um, just recently that goes through um, some of these things and there's also a little worksheet at the back that you can start to track um, for yourself. So I'd love that to give to you that and I'll put the, um, the link in the show notes of this episode so you can download your own copy. I also offer uh, half an hour, 30 minute discovery calls where we can um, talk about really what's going on for you. Um, you can have a chat with me, get to know me and see whether this is something that you'd like to pursue further. I offer three month coaching um, programs looking specifically about how we can create more calm into our lives, how we can move out of this sympathetic nervous system, almost spiral, this cyclical thing that can cause, you know, over time, some some real issues in our lives. Um, it's my passion, my absolute passion to help people to come to this place of calm because I know that when we build our lives from this place, then that's when we can really start to live into the life that we truly, truly desire. One of ease and calm, of good relationships, of love, and of doing what lights us up day to day. So passionate about this work. 
Let me know if you would like to um, join me for a 30-minute discovery session. Um, I'll also put a link in the show notes with my updated calendar. I am taking on some discovery calls. I've opened up my calendar for the next couple of weeks. So if you do want to have a chat, see whether this is something you'd like to go forwards with, then um, we can talk about you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I've got some more exciting interviews lined up over the next couple of months. So keep listening. Um, Thanks for joining me and can't wait to connect with you soon. Bye. And that's the end of another episode. I do hope you enjoyed it and gained some new insights. You can find more info about the show and my guests by visiting my website claire-bradshaw.com or subscribe to iTunes to ensure you don't miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the show, please give it a rating on iTunes as this makes a huge difference in sharing the podcast and its content with more people. My dream is to create a happier, healthier, more wholesome world and I truly believe that it starts with ourselves. So thank you for listening and have a beautiful day.